Busy people and lots of yellies, Worcester hipsters and fat up townies. We have more than pizza in common, with two rocks for bookends. New Haven, New Haven, New Haven, between two rocks. And welcome back to the Between Two Rocks podcast. I'm your host, Josh Levinson. Thank you so much uh, for coming back, tuning in. Uh, we have been away for a little bit because I've been feeling pretty sad. I guess it's not that funny, but um, you've been blue, been blue, feeling sad. I told everybody on Facebook, so that helps. Question mark? I don't know. Anyway, Colin, welcome back. Yeah, Facebook really that helps your mental health, right? Isn't that what all the research shows? It's great. That's where you turn when your mental health is suffering. It's nice because you get so many unsolicited opinions about what kind of vitamins you're not taking. Mm, definitely. <laughs> I didn't know the, all my sadness. Lifelong sadness. B12. Bam. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. Definitely solves. gives you energy. The whole B complex, really. <laughs> yeah. Duh. Yeah. Stupid. You're probably dangerously low on vitamin D, too. Did anybody mention that? <laughs> yeah, 100%. I was like, I go outside. You're like, sure you do, nerd. Mm-hmm. Take your vitamins. Not stop, enough. Stop feeling sad, Computer screen doesn't give you vitamin D. <laughs> anyway, we got to roll right into it today because our guests are busy, busy people. Um, our guests today yeah, quit are- quit wasting our time right now. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Jeez. It's all mental health stuff. You know, sometimes I make people wait minutes to, to talk, but we have no time for that sort I've of I've forgotten thing. guests are here sometimes. <laughs> it's been all intro. It's <laughs> good. I was going to ask you to name them, but I feel like you would, and I don't need that kind of trouble. <laughs> no. Um, okay. There have been times that you couldn't name the guests, so I would. That's fair. I, would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get sometimes with name. I've I've known somebody for like six years, and I'm like, this is. Oh God, it's not coming to me. <laughs> it's Steve, you've known him for so long. Yeah. I All changes out. on the mic. Anyway, uh, our guests today are one of New Haven's power couples. Oh, I would wow. say the journalistic power couple. Tom's there raising yeah. a fist bump, but he's he's left oh. hanging. Oh, she came in. <laughs> So our she was asserting it, her dominance Ooh. in the power couple. <laughs> we can talk about that. An inauspicious beginning. Yeah. Uh, and those lovely voices you hear are Lucy Gelman and Tom Breen. Welcome. Hello. Thanks for having Thank us. you so much for having yeah. us. Yeah. What an honor. Uh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honor. That's damn straight. All right. All right. I'm supposed to be the funny one, Tom. God. Um, you done blowing smoke up our ass, Tom? <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> Perfect. It's good. Oh, these people are just discovering that their car has been double booted. Oh, no. Um, yeah. It's looking pretty dicey out here. Let's bring them on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You guys are all right, but I want to hear from somebody who just got their car booted At twice. least we got introduced. That's right. You know? <laughs> That's right. You know, some don't make it that far. Uh, so, Lucy and Tom, if you do not know, Lucy is the, oh, I mean, I don't even know, director of the arts paper? Editor, yeah. Editor. Editor director, of the arts dra- yeah. paper, which is a nonprofit. Yeah, and so we're of the, uh, co- of the Arts Council. Yep, we are a nonprofit, editorially independent publication of the Arts Council of New Haven. We right. run at least one article a day, except for Saturdays and Sundays, but we try for two. We just don't always get there because yep. I like to sleep. I'm the same, but it's like sometimes it's like maybe once a month <laughs> or less. <laughs> yeah, but your yours are much funnier than mine. I'll give you that. Yeah, like, and that's all that matters when it comes to journalism, I would say. <laughs> yeah, just how many jokes per minute you can jam <laughs> in. Facts. Uh, Facts. Totally, yeah. 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 <laughs> and if you're a slow reader, you can jam even more jokes in. Totally. That's right. Uh, and Tom, 
is the managing editor at the New Haven Independent. Is that right? That is right. Yes. Nice. I did a very <laughs> I did some Nailed research. It. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was great. My initial <laughs> guesses were a little bit wrong, so I was glad I looked on the old LinkedIn ahead of time. <laughs> so are you, you two just a working couple or are you a romantic couple? No, we're a we're a romantic couple. We've oh, been together oh, yeah. for seven six six, six something. Six, six plus something years. years, yeah. Nice. Wait, really? Yeah. 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 Twenty thirteen. I didn't know that. Yeah, and actually, Tom. Which was part? That the... they're a couple or that? No, long? I know that they're a couple, but that long. Like, I feel <laughs> like I met Many them, years. and I did yeah. not know that you. Oh, man. Yeah, and, and I was actually... on the DL back when you knew. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> they were but, actually. They were like. They were like. You know, giving the air of availability. <laughs> right. Sort of essential. Like you could have me if you were charming Correct. enough. Tom, yeah. you dog. No, it. Um. So we actually met when Justin Elliker was running against Tony Harp for the first time in the most romantic of circumstances. <laughs> well, that, of course, but, but, it was. It got hot and heavy real fast. And we met. Like we didn't meet. No, over no. The camp. No, no, that's we, how Lucy catalogs <laughs> time in her life. <laughs> right. Elker was running for mayor the first time at that right. point. Right. But um, but we were you met on the same squad? Or? So I had just moved here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was on no squad, and right. Tom was at that time knocking doors for Justin Elker, and he said, "You've got to read this publication called the New Haven Independent." And I had no idea what it was, and I was like, "Okay." Um, okay, but, love but then the I, I did. Cynicism. I, well, <laughs> Get no, away from me, stranger. Just, and, and then I, I started reading it, and at the same time I was working. So I moved here to uh, work for the institution that rhymes with fail, and I was working for the wow. <laughs> the art gallery and, um, and telling my boss about like arts activities that I was going to, and I think she just got tired of hearing about them because she said, you know what? I think they're looking for an arts reporter at this publication that my husband works for called the New Haven Independent. And mm-hmm. then she fired you. You should. She didn't. <laughs> she may have wanted to. Anyway, this is uh, your <laughs> termination. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Uh, yeah. So we, the, I would say in some ways, I don't think we even realized how prominent a role the Independent would play in our relationship. Right, because uh, I was, was working at uh, at Yale Press at yeah. the time. Okay. the book publisher mm. at Yale. That's it why I came, right up, came to New Haven. Wait, is that the same institution she was just talking about? or it, it, A no. different one. Lucy was working at the Yale Art Gallery, yes. which is the museum on uh, campus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. Thanks. I was like, boy, that joke really flooded into the ground. But ultimately, ultimately we wound up, yeah, we met and we also both became uh, hyper-local journalists. Yeah. And we stayed. Writing about New Haven. Hyper-local, that's right. Just these three blocks. Just Mm -hmm. three, just Somebody got robbed four blocks away. We don't cover that. How big do you have to get until you're no longer Mm. hyper-local? So we cover (laughs) 18.7 square miles because that is the size of New Haven. The density is very high. (laughs) Yes, it's uh, 132,000 people, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a little different for both of us because we are technically, the arts paper is technically regional, so we do cover Hamden, uh, we cover, occasionally I cover legislative decisions that affect the arts that are happening in Hartford, mm-hmm. but trickling down to New Haven, and we also cover the greater New Haven region. With Tom, it really is uh, anything outside of New Haven, and I would say now Hamden, the New Haven Independent has a fantastic Hamden reporter named Sam Gerwitt. And uh, and that has opened, I would say, the door to to Hampton reporting. But why? But it's an interesting question as but to do why people I say want to know about Hampton. You know? Yes. Well, oddly enough, yes, they there do. has been a huge appetite for Hampton local news. I think because you know Hampton is, despite what some New Haveners think, just it's like a sub. You know, it's like eighty thousand people. There are a lot of people who live in Hampton. 
and none it's growing. None of them count. Yeah. <laughs> right. None of them count. You didn't let me finish the second clause of that sentence. Right. Okay. Sorry. You were going to say that. Of course. No. But, uh, but yeah, no, Hamden has a really politically engaged electorate and yeah. people were really, and also a, a board of ed that uh, is, you know, can be pretty messy sometimes. And between having people who really care about politics and having a school board that is so divisive, mm-hmm. people wanted someone on that beat, you know, someone writing daily news about it and we're fortunate enough to have uh, Sam Gerber covering that, but hyper local, you know, hyper. So why add the you know hyper before local? It's part of it. It just sounds makes cool. it sounds more intense. Sounds really cool. No man, I'm not a local reporter. I'm a hyper. Lo- it's you know, it's a right. super local reporter. <laughs> but I do. But I think you know when I hear local reporting, I think city hall and board of ed. Those are kind of the two primary civic institutions. However, I think what the indi- <laughs> I think what the independent does so well, and what the arts paper does so well too, is that. While those are critical places for us to report on, we also go anywhere and everywhere in the city to write about something, no matter how small. For example, community management teams, these kind of 12 different regular meetups in every single neighborhood uh, by people who just care about the welfare of the community and what's going on from from crime to new developments to you know new art projects to what's happening in the library. You know, those, mostly those happen crime. most. <laughs> mostly not crime. true, not true. But, <laughs> I, but I would say actually at, at Josh's community I mean, these management kind of team, which is Whaley Edgewood Beaver Hills, it's a lot, a lot, of, lot of crime talk. But I yeah. think that the ones that I've been to. Hey, Stan. Hey, <laughs> walking by. <laughs> we also needed to give a brief uh, boot update. The booted car is now getting towed. Oh, yeah. Boy. I don't know how you tow a car. It's got two boots on it. But, well, it's uh, only on the front, right? No. Oh, I think it's got one on the rear, too. Oof. Well, this guy probably knows how to pop the boot off. <laughs> yeah. So I will be continuing to give boot updates as the podcast goes on. Yep. <laughs> the guy's not at rock bottom yet, people. We're getting there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say that is. If I could, yeah. if I'm going to rationalize what the hyper means, I think it means not just city hall and board of ed. It means you know going out into the community and writing about stuff that just you know is important to people's lives, no matter mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah, and it gives us something to argue about in the comment section. Exactly, that's the important. Yeah, what do you feel about the comment section? Is it is it pure gold all the time? Agree. Uh, I do you ever s- read the comments? Do I ever? Oh my god! Uh, so I would say if there was anything it, even more positive than pure gold all the time, that is mm-hmm. how I would describe <laughs> the New Haven Independent Comment Section. What percentage of your time is dealing with comments on the New Haven Independent? Right, and also, and I, I mean, I'm more than happy to talk about like comments and commenters who like post some crazy stuff. But I think the the comment section, and I mean this like a hundred percent earnestly, I think the comment section is, you know, one of the parts of the Independent that make it truly unique in this region, and I don't know in the online news environment. In that, yeah, we. We screen every comment that we publish. Mm-hmm. If you go to unscreen comment threads, it's like a clan rally. Like people just post the craziest, most racist yeah. ad hominem really? stuff. Because oh, yeah, yeah, because people you on never the internet, checked out the WTNH right, Facebook or the register, uh, you know, no, register, register comment threads. Well, no, I'm, are, are you saying that you nasty. get those as well? As no, well, no, no, we don't. Because for over the course of the 15 years that the Independent's been around, we have, you know, we have a comments policy that says you can't mm. attack someone that for a reason that's like completely irrelevant to the mm. subject at hand. If you are the subject of an article, you can't comment anonymously. You have to use your name to do it. Uh, and no, you know, racist, bigoted mm. language, which, you know, it's sometimes, you know, we let something th- through and we feel horrible about it and we cancel it immediately. The comment section, like any pub, you know, civic debate, is going to get heated. But I learn so much every single day I from the comments. It. It like drives the site. You for, should for release me. an alternate site where all the comments get through like after dark. Nah, New Haven Independent. But that's the internet. That's the internet. That's the internet. There's plenty of that yeah. on the internet where mm-hmm. there isn't is like a, you know a more curated and respectful and substantive conversation about news. 
which I feel like the independent, you know, not everyone agrees, but I think that's what makes the independent so special. Well, I think it is. And a couple of years ago, Paul Bass, the editor of the New Haven Independent and, and founder of the New Haven Independent, actually went through this whole process where he shut down the comments entirely for a while. I don't know, Josh, if you remember. I do remember that, that 100%. Um, yeah. and, and then he, he brought them back with this new comment policy. And you yeah. have to check the little box saying, I've read and agreed to the comment policy. And I've seen Paul send emails to people saying, listen, you've done too many comments that don't abide by our comment policy. We're, we're done for a while. Yeah. Um, and, and I really have a lot of respect for that because there are other organizations that just because of the flood of comments shut them down entirely because there's so much vitriol or like the register, everything gets through. And I've read through those yeah. and thought like, my God, New Haven is racist. So what I struggle with yeah. with the comments well, is that yeah. I really I feel I mean like I don't need to read the register to figure that out. Ideal yeah, yeah, yeah. ideal world comments I think should not allow for anonymity. Like I would ideal world ideal independent for me, I want everyone to use their actual name and so. you know yeah, be accountable for comments. Great. However, the reason why the independent does not do that and allows for, you know, more anonymous handles is that there were plenty of people interested because the independent's kind of the site that you go to to like to the independent store, but it's like when you're really paying attention to even yeah. politics mm-hmm. and school stuff and you know people kind of in the know read and comment to the independent at least that's the way i like to think about it and there were enough people in like you know who work for the city or underneath people who would like fire them immediately if they found out they were being critical in the comment section of right, the, right, the right. that you want to provide so like a little bit of what percentage of them do you think work directly for elker <laughs> just <laughs> undermining him with every I mean, they definitely, the comments skew conservative, without a doubt, much more conservative yeah. than New Haven as a city. Mm-hmm. Um, it is pretty fast. That's, like, true all around the board, which yeah. is, like, very strange to me. That for such a, like, like for, like, the New Haven, like, register, it's, like, how are this many people, like, so, like, how are the comments so hyper-conservative when the electorate is so hyper-liberal? It's well, the register appeals more to, to me, New Haven County. Yeah. So it's, I yeah. mean, New Haven County is much more conservative than in New Haven proper. I mean, it's you got, you know, all the suburbs. But it's it's actually not that weird to me. And also that so two things. I find the comments on the indie like super engaged. My favorite part of about, about so them is the real that question very engaged, is my but, comment of uh, face palm and ASCII. Where does that rank all time for comments? <laughs> After Tony Harper was five. like, I'm sort of running again, <laughs> but not really. And I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, forget, I, I, I forget if I asked you, did you come up with that? Or no, no, that was a cut and paste. Oh, it was so great. But, like, but I was like, I saw it right when it posted. So I was like, if I get this as the yes. first comment, like I will have won the internet today. <laughs> and was it the first comment? It was. Oh, oh yeah. It was, it, it, was, it was excellent. Huge. <laughs> yeah. And now it's there forever, as long yeah, as the internet. Right. As long as the internet. Uh, that's my moment of glory. Do you know who the commenters are? I mean, you can see the email address. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know who. Pro- probably sixty percent. I mean, mine says between two rocks. I I use my real name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually do allow anonymous commenting on between two rocks only because I want the lowest barrier of entry. Because like for mm. me, it's like traffic is a little harder to come by. So mm-hmm. like any engagement isn't. I don't want to say it's good engagement, but most people are like engaging um, in a positive way. And I like there's not enough of it that I'm like. I can moderate it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I worry more about when somebody else writes an article and somebody says something hateful. Mm-hmm. And that's when I'm like, oh, Jesus. Like, all right. And I'll, I'll delete that. But my yeah. skin is pretty thick at this point just for doing comedy stuff. I'm like, you know what? That's fine. You mm-hmm. can, once you post your stuff on Reddit enough, you get your feelings hurt enough where you're like, you know what? It's fine. It's the internet. stupid. Josh is all callous now. He feels <laughs> exactly. <disgusting. laughs> that's right. I learned it from my dad. <laughs> 
Um, I mean, there are like really heated and sharp comments that can contribute in a productive way to a conversation about something. And then there's stuff that's just like you're venting and yeah. this isn't helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know. And it's mostly just three-fifths <laughs> educating us about what is gentrification <laughs> and what stage are we in. <laughs> What mm-hmm. stage are we in? Three? Five? I can't keep track. Yeah, Four? It changes. That's the nature of stages. That's I right. guess it's probably yeah. Moving, yeah. And then the arts paper also has a comment section, which I feel like has been building up. Yeah, we moderate it. Um, we, I mean, we we just don't have the same following at this point. So when we get a comment, I get really excited. Um, nice. We have a sharing relationship with the New Haven Independent, which means sometimes they will share our stuff um, mm-hmm. in the sort of little extra, extra side mm-hmm. panel. Yeah. Um, I take it as a mark of great pride when three-fifths migrates over from nice. the Hell independent yeah. to, and feel strongly enough to comment. As you um, should. Yeah. So, but, but it's, it's basically like that, a Pulitzer. I mean, it's, this, it's yeah. the same in New Haven commenting. It's the same. Yeah. There have not been that many comments that I, there <clears throat> maybe have been like one or two that I've marked as not appropriate and, and sent, an email to someone saying this is inappropriate and um, we we met three-fifths the other day we did the first time we were at the new Haven oh, really? museum and he came up to us and he said tom breen and lucy gelman <laughs> nice and we were like yes that's how he introduced himself by saying yeah. your full names to you <laughs> well awesome. well tom said excuse me sir who are you <laughs> yeah we're friends i'm friends with him on facebook yeah but, uh, yeah yeah pretty fascinating he's guy. a fascinating dude <laughs> he really hates bicycles so much i've never met anybody who really is like is he the one who calls people the bicycle cartel? I'm just like, what the? F-? Are you friends with the real three fifth? I don't know who he is. The the real guy on Facebook. I mean, yeah, I don't know. His, yeah, his actually, name on from his name three fifths. It Edward? actually is. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. Three-fifths. he changed his name to okay. three fifths. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And I think that right. He wants to. Ta- he wants to I have mean, like not a, legally. Yeah. No, I think yeah. his legal name is three-fifths. really. Yeah. From wow, what I understand, I could be wrong on that, but from. From what I understand, that's, yeah. that is the case. He, yeah, he and, wants to tax he bicycles. Your... Right? He wants like a like a car tax, but on bikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, like he's, a property tax. I think he's <laughs> yeah. in your neighborhood. So just like if you. Oh, I have no out, doubt about that. If yeah. you hang out at Edge, he's got that Edgewood vibe. Little, yeah. yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. You so just, just hang, you know, hang out by the like prepackaged tahini for a while. That's at what edge I of do the most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta find this guy. Nice. Um Cool. Oh, well, that's everything. So uh, <laughs> the car outside you, is gone. Everybody. Yeah. So boot update. Mm-hmm. It is gone. Um. So you're Tom. You manage uh, New Haven Independent, managing editor. How do you? This is sort of a selfish question, but how the how do you find fucking advertisers? Because my current plan is message a business on Facebook out of the blue and hope for anything, which is uh, has worked once or twice, but for the most part, they just don't even respond at all mm-hmm. yeah so give me your advertising secrets like like with the, the arts paper the independent is a non-profit it's mm-hmm. part of the online journalism project which is a kind of umbrella nonprofit that includes la voz hispana the new haven independent wnhh and they're uh w uh i don't i'm not sure if inner city news is part of it too. i think there but anyway the upshot is we don't yeah. actually sell ads it's all it the independent was one of the first uh non-profit news sites online in the country back in 2005 and for the past 15 years it's it's grant funded and it's donor funded and we do have you know i, I don't quite know how, what to describe them we have a kind of a poster wall where people 
like oh, sorry, I occasionally do, do see things yeah, that are sort so, of like yeah, that. So right? like, yeah. But that's but that's not Am something. Am I freaking out? Well, no. No, it's it's I bought not. penis pills off the site the other day. <laughs> but they're for they're for like leap or they're something. They're non-profit you know? penis pills. But, but, but it's also you the independent does have sponsors. And sponsors, so in addition right. to donors it, like individual donors and, and grants, it has non-profit sponsors. So right. for like instance, we have an Elm City market at or Right. Sponsorship. So that's a that's a <laughs> okay. in our in our right. sponsor but advertiser. I'll, but I'll just say that I'd say Whatever. like ninety five percent of the independent budget's donations and yeah. grants. Yeah. And that you know Paul is kind of a Paul Bass, who's the editor of the Independent, mm-hmm. the founder of it. He's been a journalist in New Haven since nineteen seventy eight. He has an incredible wealth of connections and you know people who respect him much and yeah. in the journalism world around the country. And he's been able to he does all of the fundraising and he kind of keeps the site going financially year over year with a lot of donated help from people and you know it's every year it's not quite certain what the next year will bring in in terms of money so it's never quite certain but he is he's uh able to keep it going and what's the annual budget if you happen to know that i what does it take to keep it going i don't know if five hundred thousand dollars yeah uh, it's a it's, little bit I mean, more. It's a little bit more than that, but I don't. Uh, I don't. Also, wanna... like the independent is a not-for-profit, which means right. That I guess the you could tax check. information is on yeah, the website. Yeah, it's, it's closer to like six hundred. Okay. It, it really does depend on the year. I mean, I'd say that's around where we're at, but yeah, you know, we mean, just hired. We just hired a new reporter today. Actually, someone low just started investment today. to get, get yeah. a great quality hyper local news. Uh, you know, <laughs> you could use a hyper local. Yeah, yeah. Boy, I'm just thinking. <laughs> Six hundred thousand. I could. I'm gonna become a nonprofit. I've just decided yeah, for sure. <laughs> and there's no. I mean, there's no sort of state support. Because I'm not making whole... profits, so I'm already halfway there for sure. <laughs> like as far as the not making a profit goes, I'm crushing it. So this is a whole other thing. But the state does uh, support some, not all, nonprofits with something. Uh, it so it does line item funding under the Department of Economic and Community Development. Um, but the indie isn't one of the non, but it supports community development nonprofits. And for me, the idea of having a, a grassroots journalism outlet where you're really learning about the people and places that make the city tick is something that is totally worthy. Of, like, I would much rather see that than like the Litchfield Jazz Festival. They're probably going to call me with a bee in their bonnet. Uh but, Classic um, be in their bonnet situation, yeah. I know. 100%. Um, but but I would much rather see the indie get you know fifty thousand dollars every year from the state of Connecticut to 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 support something that is in the interest of uh, not only transparent government but also good government. Mm-hmm. Good, go- and that's New Haven we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I guess I would right? say to play devil's advocate would be a fine line since someone else might come out with their totally. Breitbart News publication and say they want the fifty k too. Um, yeah, no, that's true. Don't give anybody fucking ideas over there, Goblin. <laughs> it's time for an alternative independent. Yeah, no. I want to see those comments. I mean, there are all of these interesting discussions going on right now about what does it mean for um, public entities like a board of education, for instance, or a nonprofit news corporation. It's not a co- corporation because it's nonprofit, but a nonprofit news outlet to be getting... Um, both public funds, but also private funds. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, I mean, that is also just because, you know, when you rely on donors, um, part of the question is how much do they try to control the content? And we, I'm happy to talk about a situation we had where someone gave us a lot of money, tried to control the content through a fit and, uh, and then took his money away. Who was it? 
So um, it was someone who wants to remain anonymous but lives out of the state of Connecticut. Yeah. Gave us a lot of money for coverage of the arts in Hartford. So I w- this was at the end of 2018. Um, I was running between New Haven and Hartford, sort of doing coverage of both, um, which just meant not sleeping a whole lot. Sure. And um, and after a month of our coverage, which is like we cover arts, culture, and community, but with um, a hyper-local bent. And, and I would say also like... Um, a lens that is really interested in what does anti-racism work look like in the arts? What does social justice work look like in the arts as well? Um, And so we were covering some of that in Hartford. And after a month, he said, this isn't proper arts reporting and took the money away, which is fine for me because it means less time on the the train between the two cities. Yeah. Hmm. So what arts reporting was he looking for? I think straight up arts reporting. So when people hear arts reporting, and this is uh, for me... Something yeah, keep that, your social justice out of arts yeah. reporting. Yeah, and just tell me what the pretty colors, lady. Yeah, which is really <laughs> funny because the arts have always been a vehicle for social justice, and also wrong. Like, <laughs> um, and also like jazz, really? That was about social. Okay, <laughs> fucking jazz. Um, no, but but also like when I think about how the arts are used <clears throat> in a wider context, let's take a rally or a protest, for instance. It would be so boring if people weren't using the arts in a public context. But to answer your question, I think he was thinking of like, okay, there's a show on Winslow Homer, or there was at the Wadsworth Athenaeum. What does it look like to go and cover that show? And Winslow Homer actually is, I think, a virtuosic artist, but I wasn't interested in writing about that show. Yeah, I didn't really catch any of that. My dad's a, becoming a docent at the Wadsworth. Ooh. They're a dope museum. They're super great. What does it I'm take to become know. a docent? Uh, What's this word that you're using? <clears throat> He's like one of those people, a docent. He like yeah. wa- he like gives tours like uh, ah. around the Athenaeum and stuff. Okay. So basically, he retired uh, like two weeks ago. And uh, yeah, he's got restless over the past two weeks. Congrats, Josh's dad. (laughs) That's a major milestone. He doesn't listen. Don't worry. He's not. (laughs) I can't hear this. Uh, We can talk shit about him. Yeah. (laughs) Your pants look stupid. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, you called him a docent. That's that's strong, strong language. (laughs) (laughs) You docent. (laughs) Boy, I'm confused now. (laughs) (laughs) Are you using that word properly? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it's like a year long training, though. It's a serious. Yeah. But he like teaches um, at UHart, too. So he's like Ah. sort of kind of got that thing in him where he likes to. Sound Be culture in control in of people. Of the, right. Does he teach art history? Show off it. No, he teaches psychology. Wow. Nice. Yeah, that's why I'm so fun. <laughs> um, cool. I had another question. So, so I've got no help on <clears throat> the advertising for Between Two Rocks. That's fine. Right? I'm going to just keep. <laughs> I just basically what I need to do is just like um, give somebody like 100 bucks and have them do it is what's really like the smart move. You know, because like at some point you got to know what you're good at and mm-hmm. what you're not good at and just be like, it's okay to just like I'm sure I know people who do marketing who could do with a little extra money and wouldn't mind like throwing a couple hours at it. You yeah, you got to start spending time. a lot more money. That's how you can make some cash. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> Every time I'm like, ooh, did I almost go black this year? Spend, spend. <laughs> and then I, I mean, so the Arts Council has a, a development person. So Lucy doesn't have did to raise money for the him paper. Did you just hand him a phone <laughs> to tell him oh, what man. to tee no. up? No. <laughs> no, but I was gonna say, but the in, but wow. the, in, the independent doesn't. You and really are a power couple. <laughs> no. I, uh, no, I, I sent him a message <laughs> just to make, to make sure that uh, he wasn't mad that I disclosed the what the independent. No, not at all. 
Although everyone now should you know. give to the New Haven. That you disclosed by what? The way. Uh, what the independent runs on every year. I think transparency is super important. By all means, yeah. um, do it. But also, it everyone should oh, give yeah. to the New Haven Independent. And between two rocks dot com. And between, and between two, two rocks. rocks. I'm just trying to force that it little, down our throats. <laughs> just click that little buy me a coffee button. <laughs> I run on three dollars at a time. So that's pretty exciting. Um so Lucy, you worked for the Independent previously. I right? did. You got a job, you left Yale, you worked for the Independent as an arts reporter? Um yes, and also I mean, everybody no. wears multiple hats there, I yeah, assume. Yeah, so right? I um I started for the Independent actually when I was still working for Yale as a freelancer, but I was okay. mostly covering arts. And it was because yeah. part so Paul sold me partly because he was like, You can get free tickets if you do that. And I was like, What? Um and it's I like had, art stuff. Yeah, yep. which is awesome. Um, but then I was, I was actually going to go to graduate school to get my PhD in art history. So mm-hmm. I super dodged a bullet there. And as I actually was getting a PhD, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Um, and, and I had the offer, uh, from a school I was very excited about. And Paul took me out to tea. It was like the, the cheapest life changing offer. You couldn't re- he, yeah. <laughs> refuse he's, over he's, tea. So, so they uh, they were starting the independent was starting WNHH Radio, which is a um, it's wonderful sister radio affiliate. And he said, "Come, like help build this." I refuse scrappy to acknowledge little... my competition. Okay, <laughs> word. That's that's fair. That's fair. Um, and he said, "Come work for this little scrappy radio station." And I did. And then I worked for a little while as a general assignment reporter too. And then for a number of reasons, so I. Was I knew I was funded for the year, but I didn't know what was happening beyond that. And then uh, this job at the arts paper came up. And the arts paper for over 20 years had been a monthly print publication catering to paying members of the Arts Council. And I talked to the director of the Arts Council, who was new, uh, Dan Fitzmorris. I said, like, listen, you've got to make the arts paper online. You've got to make it more interactive. You have to declare editorial independence because you can't keep writing about the same cycle of uh, like kind of mediocre white people, which it was doing for over 20 years. And um, and also the editor was at that point based in Iowa and she was part time. And so there was no sense of on the ground reporting and unfortunately or fortunately often the people with the loudest voices in the room especially in the arts so who will let you know about their events are the folks who have a press person so she was getting notices about the symphony orchestra and the festival of arts and ideas Mm -hmm. and uh, things that were going on at neighborhood music school and these are all institutions I still write about and uh, institutions that have directors and and leadership teams who work. So for you're them, saying they're I... run by mediocre white people? No, no, Is that who what I I'm respect hearing? very much. Are no. you willing to go on the record? Mm. And... <laughs> no, no, but no, but there were also I just like want to destroy someone's career no, for once. One no. time. <laughs> there were articles about like, <clears throat> like you know. Uh, no, I get it. A person painting pine cones for Christmas in Guilford, and that is not That's my, my bag. dad. <laughs> It Listen, your be. dad should use some different colors, all right? God, yeah. really? White again? <laughs> or pine cones again? Come on. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or, yeah. or or like uh, theater companies on the shoreline who have somehow managed to exist for years and years and years and never feature one single person of color in their productions. And to me, this was baffling because New Haven is such a, a vibrant and diverse city. And so I, I kind of gave him this pitch and he was like, well, do you want to do it? And it seemed like a good gig. And so my idea was, okay, I'll stay for two years. I'll see if I can save this thing. If it kicks the bucket, I'll, you know, get the hell out of Dodge and cut yeah. my losses. So you're going to flee? 
Like um, the state? Or no. Just, yeah. uh, well, I'm not. I haven't fled yet. Yeah. How um, long has it been? It's It's been about two and a half years. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. Oh, shit. Got past the line. Yeah. I'm sleeping now. It's great. And in addition to no publishing to a, a daily arts, news, culture, community website, Lucy also every spring and now every fall teaches this program called the Youth Arts Journalism Initiative where she... And now Markeisha Ricks has filled the new program director role, another former uh, reporter at The Independent. Uh, They teach New Haven public high school students how to be journalists, specifically how to be local arts journalists, maybe even hyper-local journalists. (laughs) So there's been, you know, she's developed this incredible kind of educational component to building a pipeline for New Haveners, seriously, for New Haven students to become the next generation arts, you know, arts paper editor, New Haven independent reporter, um, in addition to doing the reporting so counterpoint here's why arts are stupid okay yeah i have this moment all the time so i'm i'm gonna hear you out all right art allows people to express themselves so that's strike two right (laughs) i just think wait wait, strike one that it was stupid just two strikes (laughs) that's right there just that whole thing i just hate how like people can express themselves and through Aesthetics? Terrible. Mm. Most people shouldn't even be allowed to do... No, I'm just kidding around. Uh, art just confuses me because I'm an engineer, so it all is like... I didn't ever understand art because that was like... I would try a thing, and then they'd be like, yeah, it's like a beat. I'm like, what are you even... What? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's not even right or wrong. Anyway. You're doing it yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, this is just a pure vengeful burn. <laughs> of your fourth grade mm-hmm. arts uh, teacher. We do need to take a quick break. So uh, we will be right back here with Tom Breen and Lucy Gelman and Colin Ryan. Uh, So stay tuned and let me know how those wine gals are doing. (laughs) We'll be right back. If you're interested in listening to information about midwifery through the lens of race, culture, and sexuality... If you have a uterus, know someone who has a uterus, or are just interested in information about people with uteruses, tune tune in in to the the Midwife Midwife Crisis Podcast. Podcast. And we're back. All right. Thank you so much for uh, coming back. Yeah, it was pretty good. I don't even know if I gave Abram enough time on that one. My bad. (laughs) Oh, well. What are you going to do? So in the episode, there's just going to be... Get ready for a break, everyone, and then there's no break. (laughs) (laughs) I would fucking love if he burned me like that. It just sounded like a fucking lunatic. A fake break. And then you should just put the ad straight in the middle of a sentence later on. There's just a 45-second tirade of me hating art. (laughs) Uh, No, I think arts are great. Um, I'm a a fan. I just don't, you know, participate necessarily. What if you are a stand-up comic? Is, Is that not uh, somewhere it in goes the to the arts. definition of art. It's it is not. I would arts. say what I'm doing is not Dirty art. Filth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if comedy is art. It can be, but I would say a lot of it I is. Totally just silly. Think it yeah, is. I totally think it is. I think it's art. I totally think it is. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you haven't heard what I've heard. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, there's, yeah, there's different levels of it. So some people are doing mm-hmm. art for sure. So you said comedy. Yeah, <laughs> fair, fair. Um, cool. So. Yeah, I, lo- I love the New Haven Independent, love the arts paper. I try to read them all I can insofar as I have a full-time job and you produce a lot of content. How do you, like, I know for me, it's, it's just hard to stay motivated to keep mm-hmm. writing all the time, you know? And, like, I've, I have, like, a full-time gig that isn't writing, obviously. Um, but even still, it's, like, 
I don't always like, I mean, between two rocks, obviously it kind of sits in a different place in terms of I usually try to express an opinion about something or be silly or, you know, just like, here's a thing, right? But it's a kind of jokey. But like, how do you, like, number one, how do you like find stuff to write about and how do you like stay motivated? Like, there's got to be stuff that you don't care about writing, right? Mm, yeah. Well, you want to go first? Oh, I, I just want to shout out Tom in this respect. He's super amazing in that he writes like minimum three stories a day. He's just really fast. Um, so and, how many words and like, I would you say not. per? Two, three, three words per Three words no, per I don't, I don't nine words per Damn. <laughs> you really <laughs> do. He's amazing. No, nah, I mean, I would say. The, <laughs> All right, quit. Yeah. No, but so both Lucy. Fooling around in front of us. Both, both, Lucy, <laughs> both Lucy and I started out as part-time reporters. I mean, she you know, we had full-time jobs at mm-hmm. Yale and then. Worked part time for those who don't know. Working full time at Yale, you could probably have another full time <laughs> job, <laughs> and no one would notice. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you know it definitely it's it is difficult to to pack in kind of full work days on either you know yeah <laughs> either end of the twenty four hours. But it is also incredibly kind of exciting to be on the like hyper local reporting beat because you know I feel like between two rocks you yeah your your pieces I think are more personal you express the opinion but also you t- you try to tackle like very kind of big ideas these are things that you have to spend time like thinking seriously about how you feel about something even if it's you know written comically but you know you want to express something original in an engaging way a lot of our assignments and I'm not saying this in a you know derogatory way but a lot of our assignments require like going to a place at a yeah. particular mm-hmm. time Three hours later, you have to have something written about totally. that. And so there's like a, a deadline and so also a matter of the fact like, you know, this happened. <clears throat> what happened? You write it. Now move on to the mm-hmm. next thing. Which yeah. I really, you know, it takes, it doesn't, not everyone, that's not everyone's jam. But for the people who do love kind of bouncing around constantly between different things, meeting new people and getting stuff quickly written, being, <laughs> being a local journalist is the best because yeah. that's what you do all the time. And, you know, we spend, you know, couple times a month writing longer or more investigative ruminative pieces but a lot of it is just like boom 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 and then you then you fall asleep mm-hmm. yeah that's uh it is pretty fascinating because actually i i wrote for the daily campus over at yukon which is like their daily newspaper and uh before they would let me write like commentary i had to write like three just standard reporting articles they're like no you have to prove that you can do these mm. you know things before we'll let you just spout off your opinion yeah. totally so yeah, it's very know, different, and it you know, is. It's, uh, I yeah. I much prefer Challenge. that, and I like I don't uh, would not be comfortable writing stuff in the first person or no. op eds, but in terms of being someone who can just kind of plot myself in a room and you know get people comfortable enough around me to like let me photograph them and tell yeah. you know answer my questions, that's kind of that's what you kind of train yourself to be good at. And it helps that we both love the community we live in. I mean, that's another part of being a good community So you journalist. do like New Haven. Oh, we love New you kinda, Haven. You got to do this job well because we're like invested in, mm-hmm. you know, this knowledge like about the everything from City Hall to whatever's happening in any given neighborhood yeah. is what contributes to like a vibrant democracy and community. Like people who are infor- informed are more likely to be engaged and mm-hmm. working towards the betterment of their yeah, life. We, so. We love New Haven. I think, I think we do our smart So you're not from New Haven, right, Lizzie? And neither of us are from yeah. New neither, Haven. All right. yeah. Where are you from? I'm from Detroit. Okay. And yeah. Tom? I'm from the suburbs of New York City, a town called Irvington okay. by the Tappan Bridge. Oh, cool. I was born in Sleepy Hollow. So. Ah, oh, very yeah. close. Yep, very spooky. Yes. Very, you know, do you know Bill Saunders, another great independent commenter? Yeah. And, yes. and uh, wonderful kind of 
idiosyncratic guy. He was born in Sleepy Hollow on Halloween. Oh, shit. Wow. He actually <laughs> is. I was November 9th. And he that actually was. Bullshit. He actually is. <laughs> oh, wow. That's pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. He's pretty spooky. I just remember that he had that whole thing where he was putting up all the art in the bus stops of like. The bus art of the top. Yeah, boobs. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty. Top. That <laughs> was pretty fun. Boobs, yeah. Do people ever take issue, either one of you, with with things that you've you've written aside from the comment section? But since since it is hyper local, I mean, you actually know people that you're that you're writing about. Yes. Um, do they, you know, do you get angry emails or phone calls or texts or face to face knocks on your door at three in the morning? Oh, yes. I was gonna say all the time, but then you said the last part, and I don't. We haven't had a face to face knock. We get three knocks at three in the morning all the time, <laughs> and on our face. One in the afternoon, <laughs> ten a.m. I, I feel like you have gotten calls very late at night before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's but, going on, Tom? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. No, oh, yeah, sorry, no yes. knocks on Is the that door. Why do you have two <laughs> cell phones, Tom? Is that a s- another <laughs> sultry, angry commenter? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me just type out a note for Lucy. <laughs> that was a callback, people, um, for all you in the audience. Yeah, uh, I, I, I would say Tom gets it people, more than I do because he is often writing on city government, and people get more um, heated about those. People stuff, get yeah. really, really heated about that. Um, people in the government, or people just other interested I think both. parties. I think both. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I think certainly during the last mayoral election, you saw people on both sides who were really divisive. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that Tom dude, uh, Alex got some of that. yelled at me a couple times on Facebook. <laughs> who is running for state senate? Who is yeah. running for state yeah. senate? Yeah. Yeah. Alex uh, Talbis. Looney, uh, Alex Talbis. Yeah, he's like, yeah. he was a big part of Harp's re-election campaign. And I said some stuff about how her being ridiculous and... He actually messaged me on Facebook, and he's like, "You're not being fair." And I'm like, "I definitely don't care enough." Did you to say like it in the comments this. on the internet? Yeah, yeah. Or what? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So he's actually scouring the comments and getting in touch with commenters. <laughs> wow. Oh, Alex is a big. He's a big commenter. Yeah. It's, he yeah. was in the during the campaign. He's kind of fallen off a little bit. I imagine he will get more engaged again now yeah. that he's in his own campaign. How are you doing on time there, Lucy? I'm I'm okay. Oh, okay. right, Lucy. Assignment. Do you do you think future. it ever uh, in the same vein? Does it ever color your your writing, knowing that you? Are gonna write about these, especially I think especially about people in government because you're gonna write about them again. It's not a one-off. Yeah, I mean, d- uh, it's it's tough. I mean, New Haven is a very small city, uh, <laughs> and you I know a lot of the people, and I'm on very friendly terms with a lot of the people that I write about. Now, I was, there's a difference between someone I'm on friendly terms with and someone I'm like you know very close with and spend my free yeah. time with. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, you know, I I don't. You know, some journalists get into the business because they want to, uh, like, take down people in positions of power mm. for good reasons. You know, mm-hmm. if you kind of seek out the, you know, people who are using their influence for, like, corrupt or self-aggrandizing reasons. And I feel like that is a, a great reason to be a reporter, and I aspire to do that, and I do that a little bit. But most of, like, the writing I aspire to do on a day-to-day basis is just, like, writing about true things yeah. that happen in New Haven so that we can all kind of function together as a more informed community. Sometimes that is negative stuff. Sometimes it's positive stuff. But I like to think that the way that I kind of bring myself to the job, it's not like I'm not going out there trying to punch you in the face. Mm-hmm. If there are some people who need, you know, who are doing stuff that deserve, you know, some very critical writing of, but... And you, in fact, and, have a... And or physical violence. <laughs> well, no I, physical violence. I mean, actually, you kind of have to earn the trust that, like, you got to earn the trust of subjects as well as readers that you're not going out there just to cause trouble. Right. You're going out there to write true stuff. I'm out there to cause trouble, <laughs> and they know it, and that is one of the many reasons I have trouble. Uh, all right, so I want to get to this before Lucy has to leave, so... 
Um, my initial thought was just being like, who are you going to vote for? But I was actually thinking it would be more fun to do a fuck, Mary kill about Democratic. Um, can you do it or no? Well, I can I <laughs> nominees. Talk about so basically mean like mean people for a second too? for president. We're talking about yeah for president. Yeah, oh. yeah not locally. No, no. I so wanted you're both to voting talk about Democratic mean readers, but that's okay. We are both de- registered are, Democrats, and we, we also were just in New Hampshire this weekend. Yes, on the presidential campaign huskings, writing about uh, eight yeah. like eight or nine different yeah. Democratic candidates. So do you not feel comfortable expressing your opinions? Or? No, no, actually, presidential, no, totally. we do, we do. Yeah, presidential, yeah, I wouldn't yeah, make you, yeah. I wouldn't uh, make you burn. Right, <laughs> burn people yeah. at a more local, local. Yeah. level. Yeah, I don't know, do you want to, you want to take it, take it first? You, you can go. So, so I you do, write them down and I got it. <laughs> same at the same time? Be, I got so we're going to do <laughs> Fuck, Mary Kill, so basically, who would you, like, who do you love? Who do you like and who do you not like? Basically. And this this is going to be me, uh, I'm sure, wimping out, but fuck, Mary kill, structuring up is something I'm kind of uncomfortable with. So I'm going to go with the who do I love, who do I like, okay. whatever. Sure. But, uh, um, but I mean, I, you know, if I had to vote today, it would definitely be for Bernie Sanders. I feel like okay. for a long time I've been between Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, but the more that I see him build his campaign around the, like, electoral strategy of you need a mass movement of people backing mm-hmm. these progressive ideas or else it means nothing. I think that is the type of politics that I want to be a part of. Okay. Love Elizabeth Warren. I feel like she'd be a fantastic executive and, you know, redistribution of wealth stuff is like, you know, I'm glad she's pushing it, but um, I don't see her building a, a mo- you know, a mass movement in the way that Sanders is and in a way that's, I think, necessary to, you know, because presidency is just one part of our government. You also have the Senate as controlled by some, you know, really, really uh, difficult people. And you kind of you, you need constant public pressure. And I feel like Sanders is the best to get that going. Mm-hmm. Cool. That that was one <laughs> answer. That was one answer. answer. <laughs> that was an answer. <laughs> no, and then there are no. Like, well, there was love, I guess, Sanders. And I'm hearing a like Elizabeth Warren. Like I guess. Elizabeth Warren. And there's no candidate running right now who I absolutely <clears throat> hate. I mean, the one who I would kind of struggle to vote for, who I probably ultimately will have to, because I'm quite confident he'll be the nominee, is Michael Bloomberg. And really, I just, your confidence uh, is going to be the nominee. I, very uh, increasingly confident as Joe Biden's wow. as Joe Biden's mm. campaign just kind of burns out and, and self destructs yeah. in a humiliating and really painful way. <laughs> it's it's like Michael Michael Bloomberg has already spent two hundred million dollars of his own money yeah. on campaign ads, mostly attacking Trump, but also boosting mm-hmm. himself. Not in New Hampshire or Iowa, but in Florida. Yeah. In North Carolina and in places that like actually matter Super in terms of California. when elections are He's going after the delegates. So I think Bloomberg has spent his money in a lot of really admirable ways, mm-hmm. like you know pro- promoting gun control in un- unpopular places in like the Midwest. Like I'm down for people to throw their money on, at those causes, and you know sugary drinks not a crazy about, but he like also funds all these kind of democracy boot camps for new mayors. The thing that would make me struggle to support him, even though I would against Trump, is that fundamentally don't believe that anyone should be able to buy the presidency yeah and that's what he's doing he is through his own 62 billion dollar personal wealth he's buying himself the presidency and regardless of what you think you could be bernie sanders and you know doing that i just can't how did he make all that money is it a financial thing bloomberg lp yeah it's all financial stuff yeah hedge fund stuff yeah he's like one of those started out trading with you know the Goldman Sachs, Solomon Brothers kind of stuff. But then he's I also, you. you know, he is actually a self-made billionaire. He's not, yeah. not someone who inherited it. Um, oh, so he's great. Perfect. But there's Love something him. there's something kind of dictatorial about it. I mean, he like changed term limits as New York City mayor so that he could be mayor for four more years. 
I don't want people to do that shit yeah, when they're running the country. Yeah, that is terrifying. You know, like, even if I agree with you, I don't yeah. think that's cool for democracy. The only thing I like <laughs> about him is that he has way more money than Trump. He does. <laughs> and that's just so belittling to Trump <laughs> himself <laughs> that it's like, oh, yes. uh, man, I would so love you're, that you're for going the debate. the troll vote. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not, not for him, but oh, so who, are, who do you marry? Um... Well, do I I marry and I fuck a different person, right? Or the same person? Yeah. Ooh, let's get okay. into it. I like it. how you're more, way more comfortable with this premise. Tom was like, I don't know I'm, about I this. Mean, you're I like, also, no, we're doubling down no, on that. I, well, I, I also have a lot of questions about this because I, like, marry, like... It's like dream. Who's your dream candidate? Oh, and, like, who, and then who do you candidate. kind of? Like, no, 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 you're, I wouldn't call you a dream candidate. My, who'd my, you marry? It's like, who'd you... I, who's so, your, so who's your strong and steady, the one that you, you really... That's that's who you. Well, uh, it's like, whatever you want it to be. I mean, really, there's no rules here. <laughs> um, Look at all the marriages out in the yeah, world. No, I, I mean, uh, so Elizabeth Warren is my ride or die, which is unfortunate because I think she's flagging. Yeah, I I'm with you as well. In a big I like way. her. Yeah. Um, and as a policy I'm, wonk, I just love that every time she's like, "I have an answer for that." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah she really does. Yeah. That's yeah. cool." I think he, she's a great she senator. Yeah, um, and I, I mean, I, I love her and I like her. I guess. Um, and then instead of kill. I mean, I would say, so there are a whole number of people who I would lock in Mayor Pete's wine cave. Mayor Pete would be one <laughs> of those people. Yeah. Um, it, but then also Joe Biden. And like, I don't like Bloom. I will get behind whoever isn't Trump, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, but I feel really gross and slimy and like itchy about Bloomberg. And I also, I, w- I will say, um, the, the person I love who I don't specifically think would be the best executive is Bernie Sanders. Um, okay. I, I think he's done this country a great service by just moving the needle mm-hmm. to the left. And um, and we heard him speak this, this weekend, and he's a really great rhetorician. Yeah. Um, which I had, like, forgotten. And then I was like, oh, this, this is this why is people why love yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, you don't get that many people to stand outside without being charismatic. Mm-hmm. And, Right. Yeah, in four degree weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he brings a. I mean, he brings like a morality to politics yeah. in a way that I'm really comfortable with. Like he he says that it's not okay for us to live in a society where there's such drastic inequality. Like, you know, I'm I'm down for you know religious people to make that message too, but I think that it's important for politicians to get on that, you know, mess that that messaging way too, because it's not just about policy wonkery. As much as as important as that is to have like the best plan, you gotta like talk to people and convince them at their like core that like yeah. this is something that we should not have to tolerate. In our Are society. you worried that he's just too old? <clears throat> totally, I'm so worried, and I'm so reluctant to vote for you know another old white guy. Because you're voting he, for eight years, right? Like that's how right. you have to look at it. And he had a heart attack two weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, I would say he, you I know, mean, he. That's not good. As far as <laughs> as far as seventy eight goes, he's not certainly great. a sprightly seventy eight. I mean, look at Joe yeah. Biden. Joe Biden, who's younger than him by a year. You know, Joe Biden looks like he's at death's door, kind of constantly. He needs lots of so, naps. But that we said, learned that this weekend. Bernie would be is the way Biden does. I, th- I think so. He did like he's one really campaign event a day, and I I really do think that was because he was napping. Yeah. Well, he also like knows he's probably not going to win New Hampshire. Like he's right. also one of those people's like I'm waiting for Super Tuesday or whatever. Yeah. Right. Like, they know that like you know I feel like, like he was, has he's to been waiting to it. just kind of get handed the job, which I was turned mm. off by the whole time. Right from the start, you're like, man, eh, he's he didn't I really want to ing- say anything. <clears throat> I just he's feel just like waiting. It sucks that like his son died last time, right? So he he couldn't run last cycle. But it's like now it's too late, man. Like yeah. you should have like he gave no room for any other moderates to breathe, like a Cory Booker or somebody. Yeah. Who, well, I think like, it's too late for shot. Bernie. And this, I voted for <clears throat> Bernie last time, and I'm like, man, he's just too old now, man. I still yeah, like him, fair. but it's just too much. What fascinates me is how many like 
see, like Obama, I feel like didn't deliver a lot of things. So a lot of people were like, "Well, we need someone like a Bernie, mm-hmm. like who really inspires." Whereas I went the other end, and I was like, "I want like a Machiavellian, <laughs> like villain, like a Hillary who like mm-hmm. understands how the wheels turn and like and understands that like." What actually, like, in my brain, I think Hillary low-key agrees with Bernie on pretty much every policy. She's just, like, is trying to cater to these, like, you know, she's trying to play this game, which makes her inauthentic and unlikable or whatever, right? But, like, to me, I was like, oh, I'm into that. I don't think she wants the Clinton dynastic wealth getting redistributed. I don't think she's. I don't think she. I mean, there's no danger of anything like destroying their fortune. Like, I just don't think. Yeah, but I I think more of just no Republican controlled Senate is going to pass any of those laws anyway. You got to go. What do you? you? Yeah, I got to head out. Okay, that's Um, fine. Is it because Josh and I have just started talking? No, no, you're you're wonderful. (laughs) I am. No, I have like two or three minutes, but I'm covering a meeting of the city's cultural commission actually. So so New Haven has a new. (laughs) That's hyper. Yeah. <laughs> new Haven has a new director of arts, culture, and tourism. Her name is Adrienne Jefferson, and we're like really lucky to have her. She's a cool. total badass. And um, is that what we I want in that cool. role? Badass? Yes, really? absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Josh has just expressed his preference for Machiavellian leaders in the <laughs> government. So, well, just because I, I really do think a lot of it is like. Like an underrated part of politics is like being the whip, you know what I mean? Mm. And getting the votes. Like I hate to say it, but a lot of it is like you have to make those shitty compromises. Lucy's got to go. <laughs> Look at Mitch. I mean, Mitch McConnell's the perfect example of that. He is yeah. the probably one of the, the most talented yeah. politicians in oh, like marshaling so much, okay. but Marshall. so right. evil. Yeah, right. he is very. Evil. And yet he his his stamp will be left on this nation for yeah, years totally. to come. Really? So, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, his name came up as much as Trump's when we were up in New Hampshire, um, yeah. because people recognized that, especially with the impeachment just done. Like he is as responsible for uh, all the stuff. So are you going to stick around for a couple yeah. extra minutes, Tom? Or are you also going to go? Sure, if you're you yeah, if you're okay. down to yeah, yeah. If, you, if there's it's more you want to talk dis- about, it's an easier dismount. Well, we only have like five or seven minutes, and that's fine. I just don't want to mm-hmm. like. And we can talk about like, anyway. Bye. <laughs> we can talk about Lucy when she's gone, and no one. Yeah, yes, finally. You can, say, no. you can spill all the There'll tea. never be any the consequences spill for that. The tea. No, of course not. We don't. And then, let me just check. Let me turn to make sure my car is still. Wait, my car's gone. It's after she goes. Okay, cool. All oh, right, man, Lucy. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thanks a lot. Bye, guys. Bye. Good have luck fun. In your story. Thank you. All right. Uh, we're going to take a very short break, and then we will be right back with Tom Breen only, and not Lucy Gilman. And we are back, and Parasite has won Best Picture of the Oscars. <laughs> what a stunning upset. Uh, you are 40 minutes into my Oscar podcast. As you know, we've been discussing the Oscars for the last 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. So uh, What a show. What a show. I know Colin wanted to kill 1917, but we decided that we love mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you see Parasite, Tom? I did. I saw it twice. You actually. did? Oh, so I you did. liked it then. I right. did. I liked yeah, it was fucking I awesome. I didn't see yeah. it, actually. Yeah. I'm excited to see it. I saw it and was like, there is no... No way that somebody made a better movie than that this year. Really? <laughs> yeah, this is cool. It is really. Yeah, I was like, wow, that is fucking different. Yeah, you saw it in theaters. Yeah, cool. Class so. conscious like horror entertainment. Did that have a wide <laughs> release or was it like a art? Not really, like, but yeah. yeah, it's you know, I'm sure it'll be back out now. That's nice. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, we were talking to Tom Green and Lucy Gelman, who had to leave to do her job. That's pretty um, rude. And she was just like, "Peace, I'm done with this interview." Right? Yeah, it was like, she was like, a hugely slam uh, the door, cuss word, just being thrown around. Well, dude, you know, a couple yeah. week, a couple weeks ago, the actor Adam Driver walked out of an interview with Terry Gross on WHYY. Oh, really? Yeah, because I guess he hates 
listening to clips of himself in movies that he's acted in. Ah. And Terry Gross, like, insisted on playing a clip of him from Marriage Story, and he got up and walked out of the oh interview. Oh, my God. Terry Gross, dude. What an asshole. <laughs> Interesting response to that anecdote. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Um, all right. Tom. So yeah, that's so, what happened with this. Okay. So one of the things I did want to talk about um, is like what. So New Haven has a lot of sort of aspiring developments coming up, right? And I'm not really talking about um, just a, these apartment complexes or whatever, you know, luxury housing. But like, I know there's some sort of aspirational stuff. Like there was the story of the Independent about um, the new Worcester Square Bridge. Uh, crossing, you know, there's like the Long Wharf plans, there's downtown crossing. Like, what do you think the city is, what do you, like, what are you actually excited about? What do you think, like, might actually succeed? Do you see, because I know some of these things, like, I think that maybe the Long Wharf plan is so aspirational as to be, like, not really uh, based in reality. You know right. what I mean? It's just like, yeah, yeah it's this, not good for a lot of reasons. It's just not a good plan either. Hmm. I just, yeah, I don't know if it's a good plan or not, but the amount of money required, I guess, is just yeah. like so outrageous that I'm like, it doesn't matter if it's good or not. Right. Mm-hmm. So I will try, probably inaptly, but try to give a very broad overview of what the Long Wharf plan is. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, so the city plan department and economic development department spent years coming up with this vision for uh, what, Long Wharf could be other than this, you know, waterfront neighborhood segregated from the rest of the city by highways uh, and just kind of the dumping ground of, you know, either former factories or that the big sports haven kind of gambling complex and Ikea is over there. Just kind of this mishmash of, Sometimes. you know, talk, talk about like, you <laughs> For know, 20 minutes at a time. <laughs> waterfront areas tend to be some of the most valuable in terms of real estate value, but yeah. also some of the most important uh, kind of recreational area mm-hmm. in any city. And New Haven often feels like that, you know, that area is so so squandered because of how inaccessible it is. So mm. the city, um, the 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 city plan department developed, and then the alders adopted this kind of aspirational plan for dividing Long Wharf into these five different zones that consist of kind of stormwater retention parks that help with you know the inevitably you know rising kind of sea level in this era of climate change that we false. have. And then, right, false. Climate change is That's false. Right. That was the first. <laughs> that was the first half of this episode of the climate change denial. And then we did Oscars, and now we're doing right, right, right. Yeah. But and and then start with fake news. <laughs> you know, kind of different zones for uh, a maybe like a, a food hall or some kind of you know restaurants and food distribution stuff. And then having residential apartments and condos and then retail, you know, kind of dividing up into sections. It's all or almost all, except for the environmental resiliency stuff, relies on private investment. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is like Mm -hmm. laying out a plan and then going out to the market, whatever that means, and saying, people, you know, put money into these projects. What are you willing to finance Exactly. And, you know, the city can do certain things to help, like help it, you know, help developers uh, go through, you know, the Board of Zoning Appeals and City Plan Commission and giving advice on, like, how how best to get these projects approved. Mm -hmm. But it ultimately relies on Mm -hmm. not, you know, taxpayer dollars, but usually tax like breaks or giveaways and then you know attracting private investment so but i would i would be thrilled to see if something happened a lot i mean so much you know so much of new haven's i think struggles to grow is the factor of like having a completely broken public transportation system Mm -hmm. and even though it's better than elsewhere in connecticut you know it's very difficult to get around the city um if you don't have a car uh and i think that there are kind of structural changes to everything from how wide Whaley Avenue is to how, you know, how um, more speed bumps and protected crosswalks and uh, 
you know, more dedicated kind of protected bike lanes all over the city. That that kind of stuff, it, it's not the sexy stuff, but it needs to happen first before we can have a this vision realized of like different areas of the city just kind of teeming with life. So are you because people like aren't bad like getting pedestrians killed. keep getting killed. <laughs> right. Like it's not I mean last year we had as many or maybe one less pedestrian killed by car than homicide. Than gun yeah. homicide. Not that I want like more gun homicides, but I think that's a pretty sobering statistic. But if you do have mm-hmm. a gun and it's you like, can go shoot somebody, you can get those numbers <laughs> up. Get those numbers up. And you can beat those the cars. The ratio is you know? what we're talking like, about. Like, stop letting cars out, outdo you, you, you know? know I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited. Why do you even have a gun if you're not going to shoot anybody <laughs> with it? That's what I want. I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> that's what this podcast is all about. Right? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Just goading, goading the listener. Into <laughs> <laughs> uh, get out there, people. <laughs> Why are we having a hard time finding sponsors? I don't get it. We cover everything. <laughs> Movies, guns, just those two mostly. <laughs> I mean, I, I would say I'm also excited for stuff like the the new like neuroscience center development that Yale New Haven Hospital is building at St. Raphael's campus mm-hmm. where they're going to invest nearly like a billion dollars to build this kind of cutting edge uh, neuroscience research and, and treatment facility that I think will do incredible things for New Haven's workforce uh, and for its economy for a certain kind of workforce, though, probably. I I, ho- I think that that's where we, as like residents who are not beholden or as beholden, we're kind of all in the city beholden to Yale in some way, but we need to kind of put pressure on the university, on the hospital, to make sure that the community in which these institutions exist kind of thrives alongside them. For a long time, it was just acrimony, and you know, still kind of is very tense relationship between town and gown. But I think that with uh, with projects like this, where you do have this huge, you know, institution interested in investing this much time and money mm-hmm. into the city, it's an opportunity for everyone to benefit with more jobs, with more traffic calming stuff. Maybe ideally, like, who I don't think that they have any kind of subsidized housing plan. But that's the kind of stuff that those are the asks that city residents I think are making. And I was so encouraged how last year, as frustrated as independent commenters get many people get by the protests in the street every day i wrote an article about this too at the end of the year i feel like last year was really a year of like people taking to the streets and demanding that that their voices be heard sometimes it's annoying and sometimes you feel like they're disingenuous but that is the kind of thing that needs to happen for people in positions of power to see that like you can't just make decisions Mm -hmm. without any concern for those everyone else who lives in the city do you think the independent plays any role in in driving any of those things aside from just reporting on the facts like you said and i know you're an impartial reporter and right. but i mean do you think realistically there's there's a role for the independent to play to get get people in power to you know it's a fa- listen I, up i love these are the kind of questions that that i love and also that i feel like i um you know i as being a part of the community that i write about i'm as invested in like this being a great place to live as anyone else. Now, that doesn't mean boosterism. I feel like there are plenty of lifestyle magazines mm-hmm. uh, like out in the world that just kind of say, like, here's, you know, a really nice thing. That does not make I'm for... I'm uh, boosterism in no, some ways. I don't, yeah. I, no, I think that you're... I think Between Two Rocks really, mm-hmm. in a, like, very entertaining way, provokes people to think... Like, your are your uh, piece about the... Uh, the the election comparing uh, Harp and Elliker and kind of what the two oh, yeah. stand for like I my reluctant like really vote for Elliker yeah. totally I got a lot of good really feedback on that they're like I agree yeah, I also feel very negative about these people <laughs> I think gonna... your your blog just existing though is a is a good is a booster it's an, right, is a booster yeah. right there you know it's like uh, people are like oh it's an active community people are having yeah. fun here so you know that's but we but you know no I, matter how that. sad they get yeah even though I guy's pretty funny once in a while you know I don't I don't believe clown 
<laughs> I don't believe that there is such a thing as like totally objective journalism. No. Right? It's always going to no. be motivated right. by, in some way, by the prejudices of the person writing it. I think that you, what are any, your top three prejudices? Would you say? <laughs> 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 Any, any, any. Uh, I just well, want to destroy make someone's <laughs> career. Yeah, I would say I don't say, do it. Yeah, probably not. Probably I would probably say if I was you, I would say something. Yeah. You'd also lose my career. Fuck Mary Kill Prejudice. But I would say in terms of <laughs> just in terms of what we choose to write about is a demonstration yeah, of our course. prejudice or judgment. In some way, like we amplify certain stories, mm-hmm. not in an uncritical way, but we choose to write about someone who's like seeking to, you know, abolish solitary confinement in the prisons. We're not going and covering every like anti-toll rally. <laughs> not that those are happening right. in New Haven, but and you know yeah. if there was one in the New Haven Green, we cover it. But the stories that we seek out, you know, I just spend right. five minutes talking about how much I love Bernie Sanders. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm I, you know, there are certain political and ideological things that I feel strongly about. But when it comes to reporting, like the most important thing is one writing truthfully about something, and two, you gotta you gotta be fair as fair as you can be to the people that you're writing about. The whole fair and balanced thing that, you know, Fox promotes, of course, it's like, you know, BS in the way that they practice it, but it's foundational journalism, right? Mm-hmm. It, or if you're, if you're just propaganda, then you can only say one side. But we, we have, have to talk to people even when we disagree with. Do you feel like, as, as a follow-up <clears throat> to that, do you feel like you ever have played a role in driving uh, or moving the needle in any way? Um, that you know something something has happened from a policy standpoint or development or you know city yeah. activism. Did you or destroy anything? Carol Burks? What happened there? Exactly. Really, I mean, like colleague, that's a good example. You know, yeah. My colleague Chris Peak, in his many investigative stories about the the Board of Ed, I think played a big role in the changeover in superintendent. I will pick a much smaller example, but one that I am incredibly proud of, and I think it's the kind of stuff I want to do uh, more of is a an eighty three year old tenant uh, on Howe Street uh, was facing a like 60% increase in his rent. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some, you know, a local investor bought this building that's kind of in the orbit of the downtown Yale campuses and, you know, was going to renovate it and jack up all the prices. Oh, Uh, getting close to home now. (laughs) (laughs) I should go. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, but also, you know, he... I spoke to the, the new owner as well. Nobody's currently living in the houses you bought, though. What's that? Nobody's currently living like, the houses you buy now. Do you, nowadays you're usually like renovating. Like they're not. Nobody's in them. Right? No, no, no. I yeah. mean, yeah, not while I'm doing. But there's a. Them, yeah. But there's a. I mean, there's a difference between I think charging market rent, which is you know something. It is not. It sounds like you are in that. It's not easy to make money. There are so many costs mm-hmm. in being a landlord, especially in being a good and responsible landlord. Yeah, for sure. So I, I don't want to diminish that. However, so the first things you got to do to make a profit <laughs> is get rid of good and responsible. <laughs> yeah. Bam, you're on your way to profit. I think about that every day. <laughs> like, if I just don't answer this text, <laughs> do they need I didn't heat? care about people. I can make way more money. <laughs> but I think, I think what this landlord missed in just looking at the numbers was that he was bringing this studio apartment to a level that he thought was appropriate market rent, yeah. which, which is probably right about. But on the ground, he was increasing a 81-year-old tenant who had lived there for 20 years. He was yeah. increasing his rent by 60%. Mm-hmm. And we have a fair rent commission in this city where you can appeal unreasonable rent increases, mm-hmm. There's, but there's no limit in Connecticut as to how much your rent can go up year over year. Mm-hmm. And I think, and so I wrote about that guy you know, facing the rent increase. There were a, a lot you of comments, a lot of discussion. Increase, I, yeah, I, was, yeah. I said, jack it up. More. You know, 60 right. even high enough? <laughs> <laughs> and then the landlord and the tenant ultimately came to a deal after the landlord, again, one of those getting late night calls with someone screaming at you felt mm-hmm. like I had, you know, unduly like smeared yeah. his name in the public. But 
you know, the, Quit reporting those were the, the facts. Truth, the truth yeah. of the matter was that he was yeah. he he gave me his reason, but he mm-hmm. was raising rent by a lot yeah. on this eighty-one-year-old guy who lived there for twenty years, and yeah. so they came to a deal, and he got to stay in his apartment. And who nice. knows how long that'll happen? And you know, it's such a, a uh, individual story, but. I feel like those are the kinds of things that there was a very material impact from the story mm-hmm. that I wrote on. This guy didn't have to leave yeah. his house nice, because of that. All right, we got to wrap up. <laughs> it is going to be pretty long. Um, before one, ga- one game before we go, uh, mayor for a day. So I'm going to give you a million bucks to do whatever you want in New Haven. You cannot give it to the New Haven Independent. I'm sorry. I know that that's like a year's. I or the Board of Ed. Or the, or the Board of Ed. I mean, I don't think you give the Board of Ed because he knows how much money yeah. it uses. <laughs> So what would you do? Million bucks, mayor for a day. You don't have to worry about alder approval or anything. Yeah, I mean that's. I don't know. I'd encourage like people to check out. This is uh, such a boring, dry thing. To, like the the transition report that the LA Career Administration did. Mm-hmm. I feel like it has a lot of really interesting community source ideas about what ha- needs to happen in the city. I would say the what I heard most on when I was kind of covering the mayoral uh, election, kind of going to different neighborhoods, is people always, always, always talk about there not being enough things like pr- productive pro-social you hopefully like paying things for young people to do in the city mm-hmm. there are you know after school axe, programs and the young jobs, throwing now but, it's fine. Axe, That's right. <laughs> but i mean more like high school students oh, okay. and, hey, and also people. well q house um, is gonna be back soon. well it, but stuff yeah. like that so i think that if i could plow as much money as possible into just like after school programs and community centers in every single neighborhood where mm-hmm. people who are interested in going to learn like an employable skill or just like spend time and, you know, like being on a computer, like the library, you know, the library basement kind of computer game area where there are always people like, you yeah. know, teenagers playing games constantly. It's just yeah. like this incredibly social and fun place to be. Yeah. And other, you know, if you don't have stuff like that, then, you know, people don't have anywhere else to go. And so I think exactly. I would put as much money as possible into like, just having stuff. Once fun, you start playing World of Warcraft, you, you leave the life of crime behind. You know <laughs> what I right. mean? You're like, you don't listen, have time. I, got this, I got this warlock. I can't be committing crimes right now. Mm-hmm. I got to raise levels. Can't leave him unattended. Sorry. If I had a million bucks, I would grease whatever wheels to get my fucking bike lane dug. <laughs> Where is my. Oh my God. What year? Year the five now? Cycle track. It's never happening, is it? I'm going to die before this thing happens. Anyway. All right. Uh, do you have anything else you want to add before we. No. All right. Great. Nope. Perfect. Um, done. Anything you want to plug before we go? Uh, no. All right. Tom, newhavenindependent.org? Newhavenindependent.org, yeah. And afterdark.newhavenindependent.org. <laughs> sexy comments that are moderated out. What are they not telling you? <laughs> we probably could spin up a site that's just like a clone of theirs, <laughs> but they just add in like fake comments. Yeah. Fucking awesome. What a good use of our engineering skills that yeah. would be. <laughs> You'd be shocked at the things that are out there. You know, I, I taught a class at Gateway, and their yeah. website is gatewayct.edu. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, let me just check gatewayct.com. Available. Yeah. I just bought them like, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. Come on. A little defensive squatting wouldn't hurt you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's 11 bucks, guys. Come on. Um, thank you so much uh, to Lucy Gelman. She had to leave early, but I'm so glad that she came. And you, Tom Reen, thank you for coming. My pleasure. Yeah, and newhavenarts.org is Lucy's paper, newhavenindependent.org is mine. And we don't spend any money on like marketing. There's no there's no marketing budget for the independent. So it's just we word rely on word of mouth and people mm-hmm. find right. it. So if you check out the site and you're into it, tell a friend and have them read. All right, and we will see you next time. Yeah, thanks a lot. All right, bye. Sweet. Busy people and lots of yellies. Worcester hipsters and fat up townies. We have more than pizza in common. With two rocks for bookends. New Haven. New Haven. New Haven. 
between two rocks. Between two rocks. <laughs>